Hello and welcome back to the newest episode of Beautiful. A uh, quick reminder, my name is Evelyn Wynn, your USA National Miss 20 USA National Miss Arizona. I did not win the national title when I went to nationals this past weekend actually. Anyways, USA National Miss Arizona 2023. I have a special guest with us today. I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. Hey everybody, my name is Jacob Tuttle and I mean, I don't know what angle I'm supposed to say. We just did an episode on my podcast, Making Sense Out of Life, um, and I'm excited to be able to have a different conversation and just talk about some more of the stuff that that we agree on and want to help spread a message about. So what he didn't mention is he's a pretty cool guy, um, <laughs> entrepreneur, brilliant mind, genius, something like that, my boyfriend, someone kind of special to me. Anyways, I'll take that. Yeah, something like that. I'll take that. <laughs> I would, I would never say it myself. But. Uh, yeah, whatever. I, I flatter him. <laughs> Build up his ego too much. Anyways, I wanted to talk today about the power behind strong relationships, not just romantic relationships, but relationships in general, like family, friends. And I was like, well, who better to talk about that with than my lovely boyfriend? I think it's going to be an interesting conversation because I think there's so many different angles of why relationships are important because relationships from the get-go are what frame everything that we know about life because it's the relationships that you are born into. So it's very interesting how those relationships can have a certain effect and then the relationships you choose afterwards can dictate so many different things. So Yeah, I mean, everything starts when you're a little kid and your family is who you're learning from. And that's where you get your morals and your ideals from. So it's, okay. Well, I mean, you look at a little kid when they're young. And if they're a great kid, you say, oh my gosh, what amazing parents. Or if they're, you know, a naughty kid. <laughs> not so great. Yeah, not so great kid. <laughs> you automatically go, ooh, those aren't good parents. So when you grow up, you're looking at all these ideals, you're learning what it is to be a person based off of who your parents are, and that shapes you growing up. I mean, that's how I grew up. I I grew up in an immigrant family where I was constantly told, do something phenomenal with your life because I risked my life on a boat getting to America. It's a pretty hefty amount of pressure. Eh, Just a little bit, just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, what frame of relationships do you think are, I mean, we're 20 now, so it's so interesting to think about because framing it as we're ASU college students, the types of relationships you can get into are probably as varied as they get at this point. Yeah. Right now, for me, my circle of friends and the people around me has never been stronger. And it's because I've surrounded myself with people who have the same mindset and are willing to grow with me as a person and support me in everything that I do, which has not always been the case. I don't know how it, how it was for you growing up. I mean, growing up, I would say that that it wasn't any form of relational issue or extreme benefit. Like, I feel like I had a pretty neutral experience when I was actually growing up. Um, my parents instilled in me the importance of being good at what it is that you do So I was put into sports at a young age, and I think sports is a good angle of uh, developing what it means to do something for yourself and be a part of a team and build relationships that way. Um, I mean, you know, because then you get a relationship with a coach, you get a relationship with teammates that rely on you, um, and I think that instilled a lot of different 
aspects in my life that I've carried through till today. And I, I still like thinking that having a team around you that relies on you and you rely on them, that, that can build a strong bond. Um, but I agree. I mean, I think the real importance of what you said there is surrounding yourself with people that are going to make you a better person and empower who you are and not pull you in any direction that you don't want to go. I think there's a there's an interesting dichotomy between you don't want people to pull you in any direction because, you know, if they're pulling you down, that's negative. But if you don't allow people to pull you up when necessary, now you're just diminishing the value of a good relationship. Because yeah. if you're in a very solid relationship, whether that be a friendship or an intimate relationship or the relationship you have with your parents and someone is giving you genuine advice and they're trying to actually be a very good friend or a good boyfriend, girlfriend, good husband, wife, good parent, good kid, good anyone, good good anything relationship. If you're not going out of your way to let your ego wall come down, then you won't even be able to capitalize on how good of a relationship that you're in. Mm-hmm. You know, interestingly enough, growing up, I didn't actually have a lot of friends and I didn't have a very strong circle of people. I always kind of, I had a friend and then we kind of fell apart and I kind of moved through that cycle. So I never actually had a very strong base. And uh, to be candid, honestly, I didn't have the strongest relationship with my family either. I mean, I grew up Asian American, half Asian, half American. And that caused a lot of issues for me. It was juggling and balancing two different identities of myself. And so having that, not having the best relationship with my family growing up, not really having a lot of friends, I wasn't always surrounded with people who did uplift me. I wasn't always surrounded by people who I could grow with. And I found myself giving up a lot of my, a lot of who I am to make somebody else happy just so sad honestly I'm like thinking back I'm like I really lost who I was and I think that's why having the right people around you is so important one of the interesting parts of it for me is growing up I feel like a lot of people at some point there's that inflection point when you grow up you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Um, where you're no longer fully in the nest and you are becoming a little bit more self-aware of who you are and who you want to be. And that might not be the exact identity that you had under the 100% guys of whatever the parental situation you were in and the family situation you were in. And it, it, it's very, I mean, I'll just speak from personal experience cause I could never say like, Oh, well, here's what everyone experiences. Here's what you should experience. Whatever is if something happens in your life that is whether it actually is negative or even if it's just you, going through that inflection point and feeling a sense of negativity because, I mean, you're going to feel an innate feeling of loss when you lose your past self. Everyone has to have some sort of, some sort of philosophical death from child to teenager to adult. It's a, very impo- it's a very important transition to go through. Where whatever that negativity is, I mean, for me, it put me into a space where I wanted to become comfortable with myself and only myself. Where the relationships that I was in at the time, friends, family situation, whatever, kind of forced me to be very aware of myself. I like, I, I want to be good in my own company. I want to develop a strong relationship with myself and, you know, doing the tools necessary to do so. Meditation. I, I, be, I became, a, I, I got into boxing 
a lot of going to the gym, doing things that I had full control over. Um, mm-hmm. And even though that's rooted in whatever the relational aspect is, the main point of what I'm trying to say is that you have to build that relationship for yourself and be comfortable with yourself. And then the next step of that that I only recently learned within the last couple months was, and then you need to reach back out and build relationships that are going to empower the relationship you just built with yourself. Because Mm -hmm. if you only do it by yourself, now you're going to be lonely and seeking that community and seeking that active support because neutral support and negative support will pull you down always. So you have to be in a position where you're comfortable enough with yourself that you would be okay by yourself but then seek relationships that will guarantee to make your life better. Yeah. I know when school ended and my best friends literally left, everyone just left, Um, Michigan, San Diego, Chicago, here I am in Arizona. And then I just got out of, uh, I hadn't just gotten out of it. I got out of a pretty bad relationship before that. And I was like, oh shoot, like I don't know how to be alone. Turns out, I did know how to be alone because I was happy with who I was. I was finally doing stuff I wanted to do. And I, I talked a little bit about that in my last podcast, which is, or in my last episode, was just making decisions to make yourself a better version of, of who you are and being happy with who you are first. I mean, I didn't anticipate I was going to get into a relationship again. I mean, yeah, me neither. Like... <laughs> But it was finding someone who complimented me and made my life better. You know, it wasn't that I was in a bad place and you came and saved me. It was that I was in such a good place and all you did was elevate my life and make it a little bit stronger. And that's because we have the same ideals and the same morals and we have, and we push each other to be better people every day. I mean, you push me to be the best version of myself. But you give me room to grow and struggle and you listen. And I think that's important. It's just having somebody there that is able to understand who you are and not push you in a, in a direction that you don't want to go. You, you said that earlier. I mean, it's having autonomy but feeling supported. I agree with that. And I think... The foundation of finding any good relationship, um, whether that's the way that we have our relationship, um, boyfriend and girlfriend, an intimate relationship, or finding someone who could be a really good friend and someone that could be really supportive, is, like, I I feel like so much of that has to come down to you defining what you want that type of relationship to look like for you. Um, And the hardest part is that's effectively impossible. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because you'll never really know. Because that's always a thought you're having to yourself that you you won't really be able to feel until you're actually with that person or with that group of people that's actually making you feel that way. But if you don't go through the process of being by yourself and understanding what it is that you did to take care of yourself and now what could someone do to supplement that, I always like to say it's better to have supplement than it is to have some sort of medication or fix. You don't want something that needs to be fixed. You want something that someone can supplement. So I always think, I mean, going back to a lot of the things I talk about on my podcast with personal accountability um, and really understanding that things are, it's easier to to just take accountability of everything, not easier, it's better to just take accountability of everything for yourself because then it gives you a path to fix it. Where if you're having issues from past relationships or past whatever, even if it's something with your own head, going out of your way to fix it for yourself that will save you from not having someone else have to come fix your fucking issues for you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
Like, so go, being able to, like you said, you, you were in a position where you, I, when, when you and I met, it wasn't like either of us were putting back pieces of the other person. Oh, the the whole all. savior complex thing was so out of the question yeah. that it was a, we both have our foundation of ourselves as people. Now, what can we do to just unify that and make it better? Where, I mean, you and I have talked about it, where people would be lucky to find a friendship that operates the way that you and I operate just because it's like, what are your values? What are your morals? And what can we do to just do that together? Like, so it's, it's very much a solid relationship that is based in each of us as individuals, because I think people get into a big problem and it becomes a bit dangerous. If you're in any sort of relationship that is a dependency one, that could be a friendship. That could be an intimate relationship. That could be your parents. That could be, your kids, that could be anyone in your life. If your life is fully dependent on how that person is living their life or what they're doing with you or if they're with you at all, you are not setting yourself up for a long-term relational success. All you're doing is postponing the inevitability of something they do messing you up really bad. Well, because dependency causes resentment because all of a sudden I'm so dependent on this person. I'm giving up. It's that I'm giving up parts of what I want and parts of who I am because of someone else. And that, that breeds a lot of resentment. That's just recipe for disaster. Resentment is a recipe for disaster. That is 100% true because when people talk about the relationships that they, I talked about in one of my last episodes about the idea of being content and how people just kind of argue that not even argue. It's almost people get content by default. Instead of pursuing something that could be better, you become content. So, I mean, it's hard for me to pull, like, a very super specific example of something that I've noticed. But it, it seems like people are okay just... I mean, the, the stereotypical example that's in societal norm would be you, you're, you're best friends with your best friends from high school your entire life. The idea that you get so comfortable with the people you've known your whole life that instead of finding something that is going to genuinely elevate the standard of what you consider a positive relationship, all you're doing is settling with the comfortability of knowing them and being comfortable in that situation. So I think there's so much value in allowing yourself to be open to different relationships, which inevitably would be different types of relationships. So instead of, I mean, for me, that was, you know, when I met you, it was, like, okay, she's on her shit. I could be on mine better. It's like, damn, okay, she's waking up at five and going to the gym. Maybe I should do that. Okay, she's, like, pursuing something for, for on this aspect of her career creativity in, a, like, a creative way. Okay, maybe that's something I could do. And eventually those, ty- th- those types of mindsets where it's almost like, like I said, how it's both of us as separate individuals. When you can lead by example to whoever you're with in that relationship with, all that does is breed some level of, really positive competition. Like I say that with, with friend groups. I mean, I'm a guy, especially for guys. If you're in a competitive guy friend group, that's like the best situation you can be in because everyone is competing against each other to become better mm-hmm. in something stu- as stupid as like push-ups or something. Like yeah. it's, it's just good to have a role model to look at and say, I want to grow with this person, which means we have to be on the same level. And if that same level is a subpar one, you either have to accept that or you have to find a different relationship. I know. I, I agree. So you said lead by example, and that actually hits me really hard because as a title holder, I have a group. I'm, you know, a miss. 
which means I have my teen, I have my junior teen, I have my princess, my junior princess, my preteen. I have all these little girls looking up to me. And it's my responsibility to show them what a good, strong relationship with others and with myself looks like because I am a part of their life. I'm, I'm a part of someone they see in a position to look up to, which means how am I going to preach, you know, love yourself if I can't do it myself? So that's my journey. How am I going to preach, hey, don't get into a terrible relationship where you're going to do something or do everything for somebody else and lose who you are if I can't do that myself, which is why I'm like, oh my gosh, my life is kind of good right now. I'm, I'm on it. Yeah, I mean, really, I think what part of it is so important when it comes to relationships and leading by example is I, because I, I, I always want to say you as if I'm going to tell someone what to think. I, I'm, so mm-hmm. I would want to be in a position where the people that I surround myself with look up to me the same way that I look up to them. I think it, sh- it, it shouldn't really be any form of power dynamic or like that you are better than anybody else. No. It's just here's the standard that we are all setting for our lives where on some days, like if I have more energy than you do, then I could be the one that's leading by example. But on a different day, if you have more important things and you have more energy, you could be, be the one leading by example. Where all of a sudden it's just there's always someone upholding that standard. And if it's neither... Being self-aware enough to say, it's okay, it's a bad day, like, that's okay. Like, not having a relationship where the second something negative happens or the second something falls off the perfection path, it's not an issue. It's just a step into growing that relationship. Like, I noticed that with, like, new friendships that I've had where, for me, a lot of the ways that I operate is for business and for entrepreneurship. So I talk to a lot of business owners. I talk to a lot of business partners. I talk to people I'm trying to grow a business with. If something bad happens, you don't say, my life is over, I quit my job. You just say, great, let's fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's a problem, let's fix it. If you ignore a problem, it will never go away, which is why I think, going back to what you said about how you, we just want to talk about what it takes to build a good relationship, communication is number one on the list. 100% agree with that. Communication is everything. I mean, in our relationship, in relationships with my friends. It's about understanding and being forgiving. I mean, I think that's where we kind of get lost sometimes is we're not forgiving with ourselves and we're not forgiving with other people sometimes. And it's like we're all human at the end of the day. But I think what really makes a powerful and strong relationship is the ability to make your own decisions but still be a united front. I I think I touched on that a little bit earlier, but it's like having the autonomy and having the freedom to be who you are with somebody else. And I mean, I feel that way with you. I feel that way with all of my best friends. The best thing that my friends do for me is when we talk, if there's something going on, we give our advice. We say our piece. But at the end of the day, if they don't take your advice, it's it's not, oh, well, you know, whatever. She didn't take my advice. It's, I still support you. This is how I feel about it, but hey, this is your decision. This is your life. I'm going to support you no matter what happens. So if everything falls apart, that's fine. We're here for you. If you take my advice, great. But we're here to support you because 
at the end of the day, it is your life that you're living. I say it all the time. It is your life. You're the only person living your life. So live your life. But keep the people around you who are going to help you, support you, and aren't going to hold you back. And I think what you said about if if you give if you're trying to give the people in your inner circle advice and they take it and it works for them, great. If they don't take it, it's also important to know that yeah, sure, it's I'll be there to support you no matter what decision you make. I've got to I got to a point where certain people I was hanging around, I would give advice about certain things and they wouldn't heed it. And so, okay, great, I'll support you. But it's it can get to a point where you can't support them in that anymore. Or yeah. at least you could say, I'm going to have to love you and leave you type of concept of, I gave, uh, like, I because it's what I said about standards. Here's the standard that I'm setting for the way that my life has to be lived. Even if we just talk about on a very just personal level of, I won't be around people who complain all the time. Yeah. Like, it, so if, you, if you're like, my advice to you is stop complaining about X, Y, and Z. Maybe here's some practical advice and they don't take it. Great. I'm going to support you. I'm going to whatever. If it gets to a point where it's detrimental to you, you can't afford to keep these types of people in your life, which I think part of the reason building a strong relationship is so important is because you have to actually choose who you want to build a strong relationship So that with. goes back to making sure you're surrounding yourself with the right people. I mean, you're not ever going to be able to change anybody else. The only thing that you can control in life are the actions that you choose, the things that you do, the things you say, and how you feel. That's that's it. You can't control anybody else. So what you can control is who you surround yourself with. The way I like to think about it is you have to curate the culture of your circle. If you don't curate the culture of your circle, you're screwed from day one because mm-hmm. you, could, uh, you could try and you could be the best version of yourself and know exactly what you want in life. Like, I mean, th- no one actually is this way. You could know exactly what you want, the exact type of people you want, you could build, effectively build out a team of winners and say, if I had all this around me, that would be great. And then you pull five random people off the street and say, I'm going to teach person number one to be this type of person. And this is this. And you try and build a team that way. It will never work. So what actually, the actual benefit of knowing it for yourself is that you start to find the right people. It's not that you can give so much good advice that you can change someone into the person that you want to build a strong relationship with. You just begin to actually attract the people that you want to build the relationship with. Where one of the, an analogy I heard very recently that's very true, and this is in not even just relationships, this is in like everything. If you're on the wrong track, you will lose. No matter what the circumstance is, if you race a jet versus a car, the car loses. You yeah. can have the fastest, best car ever designed. It will lose every single time. So you have to curate the culture of your circle to be on the path that actually has a foundation and capacity for growth. Because if you surround yourself with people where the capacity to be the circle you want isn't there, now all you're doing is wasting your time. Yeah, and I think you have to also be able to Make the right decisions and continually develop who you are to be worth the people that you want to be around. I mean, I can't say I want to go hang out with these people doing all these amazing things and not be the kind of person that is worthy of their time. I just said that exactly in my last <laughs> my last podcast episode. I did listen to it, I said, but I mean... <laughs> well, it's really the idea that you... it's. I mean, I use a sports example as a simple example in mind where I'm like, if you want to be on varsity at your high school team, you better fucking train 
to be good enough to be on varsity. Mm -hmm. You can't have any level of entitlement to be a part of a group that you do not deserve to be a part of. Well, and I don't think anybody deserves anything. No. I think you've said it. I've said it. Yeah. Nobody deserves anything. It's the work that you put into something that makes it worth it. Yeah. I I mean, I agree. And And that goes, I mean, something I say that I think is definitely controversial because some people think, you know, that everybody can be happy if they choose to do so. I think you don't deserve to be happy by default because I think it takes some work to get yourself into a position where you're curating your life to have happiness by default. So in terms of relationships, you don't deserve to have a good one (laughs) and you don't deserve to find someone and then just be happy and then it's just going to be perfect forever. Well, and I think that's the thing with relationships is it's you always have to work for it. Like there's no giving up. There's no stopping. That's when relationships end I mean you look at any romantic relationship and it starts going downhill when one person just kind of starts coasting oh he used to buy me flowers he used to take me out and all of a sudden I don't get flowers anymore we're not going out anymore oh he's not really and when you say that what what makes what makes it makes me think about is that's the things that you do to take active effort for the other person, which obviously is a really important thing. I mean, that that's whatever it is that is, you know, the love language that you have of expressing it, receiving it, whatever that is, it's important to always put the effort in to exhibit that and to display that and to show it to the other person and be able to receive it. But I think also it goes to what we said of how a good relationship is a foundation of you, where mm-hmm. you have to put the active effort into yourself to be the best version of yourself every day if you want to maintain a high quality relationship, because if you, like you and I in a relationship now, it's like, we're both in shape. We both have goals. We both are very ambitious. We do what we need to do every day, all these different things. If all of a sudden one of us stops working out, starts eating like shit, stops doing what we need to do, becomes a lazy pile of garbage who does nothing. Mm-hmm. It, you like, you wouldn't be able to say, Oh, well you're supposed to just love me. Cause no, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> like you have to oh, continually uphold that foundational standard if it's like if you got a job because on your resume you had all these qualities and in that point in your life you actually exhibited those qualities if in six months all of those qualities have been diminished and you're effectively an entirely different person than you got hired as like quote unquote hired as into a relationship like if you can understand the analogy Mm -hmm. you deserve to be fired yeah no, I agree. <laughs> That's actually a really good way you to You deserve it. to get fired. <laughs> so you have to still uphold the level of who you are as a quote-unquote applicant. Oh, and it's the same way with, like, friendships, right? And I see this a lot. It's At first it's, oh, do you want to hang out? And then the other person, you know, oh, do you want to hang out? And then it's all of a sudden it's one person kind of asking all the time, and that makes you feel terrible. It's like, oh, why am I putting in all this effort for this person who's not giving me anything back? It's, it's give and take, but it's not compromise, right? Like, don't compromise yourself, but be willing to exert the effort and put in the work that it takes to create and keep these relationships. So many issues people talk about, I think, circle fully back to wanting to take the easy route out. Yeah. Like, why am I not successful in my career? Well, maybe you gave up. <laughs> it's like because doing what needs to be done to achieve any goal we talk about i mean both of our podcasts are about becoming the best version of yourself that is a continual process that takes active effort in every category it's competitive every category of your life including relationships so if you let i mean i, I it's probably controversial i'm at a level where not me personally in my the way that i'm thinking of it as is i'm at a point where my mindset is if you let any part of that slip 
in your life, it could lead to something falling apart. It's like you have, you can't, I said this in my last episode, you cannot be unidimensional anymore. So if you want to be someone that can curate and attract really good relationships in whatever category, then you have to uphold every other standard of your life. Yeah. Like if you're the type of person who is a really kind person and, but you know, you, you don't take care of yourself and you don't have that level of inner strength to maybe be someone's shoulder they can cry on every now and then. It's like, it, you just have to have all the parts. You know what I mean? I do. And, and I th- again, I think it just goes back to being able to put in the effort and do the best that you can do. Because that's when relationships fall apart is when one person stops putting in the work. They, they start coasting. Oh, I'm comfortable. Ah, that's what it is. It's comfortability. Yep. Contentment. Yeah, when you just get comfortable and... That's when it gets a little like, ah, maybe this isn't great anymore because now one person's doing everything. The other person's comfortable or both people are comfortable and all of a sudden you're both no longer growing as people or maybe you got into a relationship because you were comfortable and now you have no capacity to grow because you're like, oh, life's great now. My life's fixed. I have this person in my life. No, no. It shouldn't be another person fixing your life. It should be you fixing your life, another person complimenting your life and just making it better, giving you more, you know, making you a better person because they encourage you to continue growing as a person. I think that's the best kind of relationship are the people who encourage you to continue growing. Yeah, because if if you never, if you're with someone who doesn't let you stop <laughs> yeah. growing. And, like all the times and, I wake you up at 5 a.m. Yeah, literally. And, but it really does uphold what that standard. And, and that's the thing is if you don't, like if you're at a point in your life, you don't actually want a standard that is that high. If you're not like, I'm going to wake up at five in the morning, go to the gym, be disciplined, do the work that needs to get done, whatever that standard, like you have to define what you want first. It, it comes back to what you want for yourself, but you have to define it where if you want to def- live your life as some, someone who just kind of goes through the motions, does the bare minimum to get by, whatever that standard is, if that's a life that works for you and you're genuinely happy in it, that's cool. And if you find a relationship that complements that, we're not sitting here arguing you need to find someone that's going to be a fucking war general in your life no. and pull you into it whatever direction. It goes back to what we said. It's not about being pulled in either direction. Like you don't, you don't want to get pulled down, but you also don't need someone pulling you up if you don't want to get pulled yeah, up. Yeah, it's finding somebody that complements the life that you're living and helps you grow in a way that you want to grow, right? I mean, we work because we have the same morals, ideals, goals. We're on different journeys, very different journeys. I mean, we do yeah. completely different things. Yeah. But in a lot of the ways, we're very similar in the way we think and what we want. And I will always be there to support you the same way you support me. That's what it is. What I realized over the last year or so was I was, I mean, even a little longer. It's just really when you start to grow up and you're around more adults and you, and you be perspicacious, you pay attention you, and, and you understand that what helps build a good relationship um, is really, I don't want to frame it. It's like, there's so, like, people might say, oh, uh, I like being with my girlfriend because we like the same sports team. Or I, li- I like being with my person because uh, we both like going to the gym. We, we both uh, like swimming. We both like hiking. Sure. Great. These are good things. I think these are cherry on the top and sprinkles of what a relationship actually constitutes because, you know, that, that, that's high school shit. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in, you're in high school and you're like, I like this person because we like the same things. When you get to a point, which is so funny we say this because we're 20. 
Um, so it's like like we know anything. We don't we don't know anything. We don't know anything. But um, I mean, at the same time, <laughs> we don't know anything. No, okay, <laughs> but no. we do. No, but we do. We do. That's. I mean, I'll make the argument all the time. I feel like I'm a 26 year old in a 20 year old's body. But I understand. We're 20. So the like, the idea that we pay attention to it is important. But understanding now that those really surface level things are very very unimportant when you're actual goal is future focused and mm-hmm. you're trying to build something that's going to be sustainable and that's going to be successful long term. I mean, like I said before, I'm very business oriented. I'm very entrepreneurship in the way I think about stuff. It's like we ha- you have to think into the what the future is going to look like. So you have to s- plant the seed correctly where if it's based on that you like the same football team or that you like the same hobbies or that oh, she's pretty or and just this and just that. It's like it's any of the stuff that is effectively bullshit when it comes down to it is not going to matter when things hit, when shit hits the fan. Like what matters is what do you share moral wise? What do you share value wise? What are your goals for life? Mm -hmm. What do you want the future for yourself to look like? And does the yourself goals and aspirations correlate? Yeah. That's what is so much more important. We've definitely talked about it before, but it's like knowing that individually, we would be fine. But also recognizing that we are stronger together and have enough trust and enough of the same ideals and morals to trust each other to make life better together versus having to do it alone. It's one of those things that when you say it, it doesn't make any sense. But when you get it, you get it of... (laughs) If you know, you know. (laughs) Of really being able to say something along the lines of like, if I were to lose you tomorrow, I'd be good. Mm-hmm. but I never want to lose you. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? like, no, like it's the idea that we want, like when you can understand personally, I will 100% be good by myself Yeah. because there's no other option. Like that's how I am. It's like, there's no other option. Like uh, you will have to figure it out by yourself. And mm-hmm. we've taken the steps to be comfortable in our own company. And we've both had the times in our lives when we were forced to be alone and figure that shit out. So now it's like, whatever happens, I'm good, exactly. but I'm going to make the conscious choice to build this. Yeah. It goes, well, my life is better this way. But like like you said, I would be fine. But that's obviously not my first choice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it correlates with what we say about just like life and goals in general. The pursuit of excellence. The idea of upholding and lifting the bar and a higher standard of what you want life to look like. Where you could, we could always say, well, life by myself works and is good and I'm content and I'm happy and I like my life. <laughs> sure, whatever. Like, you can say that. Yeah. And it could be true, but that doesn't mean that you can't look for something better. Mm-hmm. And that something better would be a relationship and a network of people that you want to grow with. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the foundation of a strong relationship, a very powerful relationship. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with the word power when it comes to powerful relationship. I don't, I don't see anything. I always said, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of funny how, we're sort of living it right now. I said it like three years ago. I would talk to friends. I'd write it in my journal, whatever. I always thought it would be cool where it's like, when I envision what a power couple looks, I mean, we even talked about this. I mean, but I had initially done it like three years ago. But when you and I talked about it, what I envision a power couple to look like is where either person could walk into a room completely by themselves. And there's that level of, um, you know, I like to talk about how important it is to be able to carry yourself and have earned confidence. And the earned confidence is a radiant trait. People will 
see that they will acknowledge that they will respect that because it's based in the stuff you've actually earned you're not arrogant anymore now it's just you know how to carry yourself you know how to talk you know how to present yourself well so all of those individual traits that are so by definition attractive that when either person goes anywhere it attracts that Mm -hmm. you put two people like that together my god i mean like that's that's where the definition of power couple would be it's not that them together only is what garners that no it's no it's them as individuals completely as individuals it's them able to be individuals having the own their own confidence their own strength their own ability their own competence but just being better together that's what it is That that was pretty good we covered a lot we did cover a lot i mean and it's what I truly believe in. I mean, I take I take a lot of pride in how much I like to be self-aware, pay attention to the things around me, learn from the people around me. I feel like, like I said in my, in my episode, that's what keeps me genuinely humble is that I always want to be learning from the people around me. And that yeah. includes relationships. And whether that's igno- watching a bad one and then and <laughs> saying, this is not. This is something I never want to do again. That's what I want it to look like. And then looking at something that's good and saying, this is what I want it to look like. Being able to pick and choose the traits, values, and just overall process of how people live their lives, do their relationships, pursue a career, whatever it is, picking and choosing the traits that you want to implement into your own life and into your own relationship and what that could look like for you. It takes a level of, I, said, I, I like that word before, you, it takes a level of perspicacity. It takes a level of being able to genuinely pay attention. Um, and I think it's just really important to develop that skill. And if you, and if you don't do that, it's going to be harder to even define what a good relationship is for you. And then with that, I just have kind of one last thought, I guess. And it's, there's always more to learn and you're always learning through everything that you're doing in life. And a big part of that is understanding that Every single thing and every single person you've met, every single encounter, good or bad, has led you to who you are today. And so just because a relationship, whether it be a friendship, a romantic relationship, falling out with your family, I don't know what it is. If, even if any type of relationship you have ends, acknowledge that you learned something from it and that you grew from it and that it wasn't a waste of your time because it led you to who you are today. I love that. I, I couldn't have put it better myself. That's that's exactly how I how I like to think about it. Exactly. Like, there's no such thing as living with regrets. No. There's and no I mean, such things about wishing your life was different. There's no such thing as hoping, oh, why did I have to go through this? Why why was this part of my life something that traumatically affected me? Why why am I a vic- victim in this category? Why, 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 why? It doesn't matter. Every single thing has led you to where you are now. And if where you are is not where you want to be, do something about do it. Do something about it. Take some active control. Seek help if you need to. Talk, talk to people. Be inspired online. Do what you need to do. But, like understand where you want your life to change and begin taking steps towards it one at a time. Life doesn't change overnight. You have to do it one step at a time, but taking that first step is what's so important. But it, it, it starts in what you just said. Every single thing that's happened to you, for you, good, bad, ugly, beautiful life, life in general, anything that's happened. Acknowledge and appreciate it. Acknowledge and appreciate it. It's led you to the exact moment you're in now. 
if anything would have changed, you something something drastic could have changed, and you wouldn't be where you are you right now. You wouldn't be where you are in this ex- in the exact moment. And if where you are right now isn't great, it's okay. It life keeps moving on. You're gonna get out of it. It's gonna get better. Just keep going. Just keep going. Anyways, that's that's all I. I think this is a good place to kind of wrap it up. Um, Jacob does have his own podcast. I will let him plug that for a little bit. I do. I referenced a couple of the episodes there. Um, it's called Making Sense Out of Life, Sense spelled C-E-N-T-S, like money. I talk about the idea of putting in your two cents every day in every different category of your life, whether that be your personal health, with that being your mental health, your physical health, building relationships, doing what you need to do for building your career, setting a foundation for the rest of your life. And really just becoming the best version of yourself two cents at a time. And I, I want to leverage that platform to really just build a community of people who understand what it takes to be successful. But also understands, like, we're in that process together. I'm 20. Like, I'm taking my audience on that journey with me. Because uh, I'm putting in my two cents every day. I'm learning every day. And I want my, my podcast to just be me exhibiting and explaining through a lens of a 20-year-old who's been around a lot of successful people because um, like I said, I do a lot of stuff with business. I talk to a lot of older people, business owners, people who have suffered and people who have highly, highly succeeded. So I feel like I have a wealth of knowledge that I want to portray through the lens of a 20 year old and take people on that journey with me. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Definitely go check that out. It's a great podcast. I've listened to every episode. And we did do an episode on mine we as did. well. So if, if you aren't tired of hearing both of us speak, you can go listen to the one on mine. Of course. And Thank you so much for being here and talking with me today. And thank you to everybody who listened to everything we had to say. I appreciate each and every one of you. And please do not forget and do not ever stop being you too full. Thank you, guys.